0: It's Micah and Jordan in my Macaw Podcast Universe.
1: Universe, yes. This is the Macaw Podcast Universe. Here we that. are again. We are now past the halfway point on Marvel Phase 2.
0: And we probably could not be more excited yes, than because this episode.
1: this is the best w- movie so far in the whole universe.
0: Guardians of the That's Galaxy. The, yeah. I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, it is a, it's a doozy. Um,
0: I just want to kick it off with, when did you first see this movie? Because I know you have some fiery hot opinions about it when you first saw it.
1: Yeah, so my whole thing with the movie was I was fully off of Marvel at this point when it came out. And I I um took it out... Like like I, this was in my point where I first really started getting into movies and so unless it was a movie that I thought was a masterpiece I thought it was bad. So tisk, it was like
0: <laughs> tisk tisk
1: So if I wasn't watching There will be blood or like psycho or something then it was a bad movie.
0: Tisk tisk, tisk. Oh my gosh
1: <laughs> and so I walked out of the movie, and but what was funny was I genuinely did laugh a few times. But I was like sitting there, like arms crossed, like uh-huh. I don't want to laugh, and and I convinced myself that it was a bad movie.
0: And I was told when Micah saw because I did not see it with him. This was before we really became friends. Mm-hmm. But I was told that at the end of the movie, when Baby Groot is dancing in the pot, <laughs> That's true though, Micah was laughing so hard he was crying.
1: I was actually of all the Marvel movies. I have laughed so hard I've cried in two of them. And if you can guess, it's Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the
0: galaxy.
1: And both of them have to do with Baby Group because the beginning of Guardians 2, oh, which... No,
0: no, no, we'll get to that when we get to it.
1: Well, just a quick spoiler alert. I cried so hard that I had to wipe tears from my eyes. <laughs> I, I so, was...
0: so let me give <laughs> listeners, uh, this is when I first saw the movie. Very, and of course,
1: you know, this is the podcast that covers franchises oh. and sequels. Nah, we're, it's,
0: this is Guardians today, baby. Okay, we're not getting okay. into any of that crap. Okay. So <laughs> when I first saw this movie, pretty similar to Micah, just really not into Marvel. And I was on a vacation with my family in Brookings, Oregon. Previously, I had seen Inception in Brookings, Oregon. And my reason for seeing Inception at this theater was because there was a fire. And we couldn't get back to our cabin. So we had to, we we're just like, okay, let's see a movie and kill time. Happened to see Inception, walk out. And I'm like, is that the best movie I've ever seen in my life? Mm-hmm. And then not much longer later, not. I, I, I think that we chose to see the movie at this point, but I was just like, we're yeah, going like back to this only theater. Only like five years later. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> like, but we're going back to this theater that like I had a really positive experience mm-hmm. at. So then we go and we see Guardians and my expectations are pretty much non-existent. Right. And just pr- like almost immediately I was like this theater, I, I, I There's cannot, magic in I'm the going to do everything in my power to never see a bad movie in this theater because the, the, the theater's actually a pretty cool theater from right. what I remember too. So it was just like, I, we got
1: to go to this theater.
0: Freaking loved the Brookings, Organ theater.
1: Maybe we should go see Quentin Tarantino's 10th movie there.
0: I would love to do that. I would love it.
1: <laughs> um yeah, so that's our experience then since having s- this is this was like the fourth or fifth time I oh, watched the I movie. I also wanted to
0: mention that that's when I saw this movie. I saw it with my family. Yeah. And like my family and I like we go to like when I was with my family like we would like see quite a bit of mu- movies quite right, often like right, especially right. during the summer. Like that's something that we did would see a lot of movies, summer blockbusters. Mm-hmm. So like it's always like a big part of our family. So then seeing this one, is like the Guardians is such and it's like almost like the quintessential Mart- Martinez family movie. <laughs> so then when we saw Guardians 2 with my dad and my brother and sister, it was just like there's no one else in the world. Right. I want to see this movie with than my family. Yeah. Yeah. This is how people listen. It is
1: about family.
0: Yes. This is you how know? important these movies are to me. Right. Sorry, I'm I'm getting a little preachy toward towards it. No, 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 it, no, no.
1: It's, I just uh, love them. I mean, you got to be crazy about some things,
0: and I'm crazy about this one.
1: Well, what what's cool? I mean, I hate to just say it all at the beginning of the episode, but this movie really flips and tur- it takes everything about it, it. It almost is worth some of the predictability that we've seen, just because. This yeah. movie flips it on its head in such a way that it's so refreshing. Yeah. It is like but this... when Roland goes into New York in the second book of The Dark Tower and he tries Coca Cola and he's like, Man, this is refreshing. Yeah. It's like that.
0: Yeah. I mean absolutely. After it... he's
1: been out in the desert. And we're
0: gonna get into all of that kind of stuff later on. Yeah. But shall I just jump in to the who is involved? Well,
1: the 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 other thing I wanted to mention is it's it is kind of odd that um this is the first so as we know iron man wasn't a huge marvel character previous to the movies mm-hmm. he was still a big part of comics but he wasn't what he is now mm-hmm. um incredible hulk he was pretty big everybody <laughs> knew who the incredible hulk was um what are the other movies captain america huge one of the pillars of marvel mhm but up to this point, they haven't really ventured outside yes, yeah. of the standard yeah. comic books of like people we would know. Besides Iron Man, but even him, he's still a pretty major character. Mm-hmm. So for them to pick this movie, and for the movie to do as well as it does, and for it funny enough to be some people's, including ours, like favorite of the entire marvel universe yeah these characters that i have never read comic books of theirs i would love to change that yeah by the end of this year but,
0: pretty, but in a way just really not mainstream in any shape or form
1: yeah these are not these are not mainstream comics and for them to connect with audience it, it is almost like like a new it's 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 kind of like they introduced a new um
0: completely new
1: a completely new thing like an original story mm-hmm. almost
0: and what's what's great about to a it is mainstream is like with all of the other superhero movies that we've had so far they're very grounded in earth
1: yes and this yes
0: like is an earth for maybe five minutes maybe so yeah. and, and it's important of course that this came after avengers when we mm-hmm. it's like okay so aliens are a thing
1: yeah, the 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 whole universe is opened. So up, it's be,
0: it's beyond America, right? Now it is now Earth. So then this movie comes out, and you're you're like, okay, so this is Marvel's possibilities beyond Earth. Yes. And they we'll get it. I'm not going to give my opinion just yet. Well, well I think it.
1: everybody knows your opinion already.
0: Anyway, so I'm just going to jump right into who's involved. Okay. So you got James Gunn who directed it.
1: Okay. What are some of his credits?
0: So in 2006, he does a movie called Slither, which there's so many times on indb i haven't clicked on that movie to see what it's about Uh and we gotta watch it micah elizabeth banks is in it
1: really yeah that title really throws me off the guy
0: who plays yondu i already michael
1: michael rook yes
0: he's in it It, it's like considered a comedy store horror sci-fi okay so it's like this almost like this plague that takes over people turns them into zombies but like the pictures i was scrolling through it's like beyond kind of zombies they're kind of also turned into just like weird mutant things okay so it just seems like a fun spin on the genre
1: okay that, that, i just saw i think the cover basic has sense. like
0: a, a woman in a bathtub and, and
1: then there's like things coming into a bathtub so i assumed it was overtly sexual yeah and so i've kind of written the movie off but. and
0: i don't know anything about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but i was just looking through pictures and it looked there was this one picture that just looked very funny Mm-hmm. But very, um almost gory. Okay. At the same time,
1: maybe like a Sam Raimi kind of.
0: Yes. Vibe. So like, very into seeing it. Okay. We could even make it one of our bad movie nights.
1: Well, maybe it's a good movie. I'm then just what saying. What I'm do? just
0: saying. You know, no risk. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So then after. So that was in 2006. Okay. So then you have Super in 2010. Shut up,
1: crime. Yes. Tagline of the movie. Starring. Rain Wilson. Yes. And, also. Um. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, uh oh crap, what is her name? She in Inception, she's in Umbrella Academy, she's in Juno. Oh. Oh, it does have um it does have Liv Tyler in it. Yeah,
0: I forgot about the other person. And Kevin
1: Bacon, I think. Yes. And um,
0: Michael Rook Rook.
1: Oh, okay. Um oh my gosh. Um Ellen Page. Yeah. Wow.
0: If if anyone who listens to this podcast has not seen Super Please you go watch it. watch it. I, it's been on Netflix forever. It's I don't probably, think it is anymore. Oh, okay. But if it's but been it's, on it in the past, it'll be on it again.
1: It's very funny, and you can see why he writes the way he writes with Guardians, because the whole idea is Rain Wilson uh, wants to become a superhero, and so he becomes one and he just throws wrenches at people
0: it, it's it's just is like, <laughs> if you listener wanted to become a vigilante mm-hmm. but you have nothing to you have nothing to do you have no skills yeah what would you do you'd probably throw a wrench at people
1: yeah and if if you haven't seen it maybe skip ahead 15 seconds because my favorite scene in the movie is when he's in line at the theater and someone cuts him and he leaves gets puts on his suit <sighs> comes back with a wrench and beats a guy. I think to death because I don't know, he does an injustice. He, in his mind, he counts that as an injustice, or like to within an inch of his life. And I was laughing so hard when it, I watched that. It's
0: it's truly a crazy movie. Yeah, it's it's just it's very worth funny. it's worth a rent.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um. So then after that, he has done movie forty three,
1: which I think is multiple people. That's kind of like a yeah Have movie. Have you seen
0: the Metascore on that movie?
1: Yeah, I don't count those kind of movies as movies for a director. I know. He directed I, like I, I, a scene. I know, you know, I know,
0: I know. But the, meta, the movie has an 18 Metascore. Oof. That's bad.
1: That is very bad. That was in
0: 2013, then you have Guardians. And and with that being said, he's got some other directing mm-hmm. credits. Those be- are some movies. Beyond so. that, but like those are like big notable ones. Yeah. Um, so then he gets Guardians. Cool. Also, fun fact for our listeners, previously married to Jenna Fisher, also known as Pam from The Office.
1: Oh, I always forget that. Him you always and Pam bring that up.
0: were married yeah. at one time or another, which if you think about it, makes a lot of sense to me. Just based on the very limited knowledge I you know <laughs> about both these people. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> so then I'm also going to get into Chris Pratt. Okay. Who plays Star-Lord. Who yes. also plays Peter Quill. Same person. Who? Um, he he is in nine episodes of The O.C. Mm-hmm. Um, He's in the movie Wanted in two thousand eight.
1: That is right.
0: Um, he's in Bride Wars, and the that same movie
1: has Anne Hathaway in it, right?
0: And Kate Hudson.
1: And that's the one where she turns orange at one point from from doing like a spray tan. Yeah,
0: probably. I know that Kate Hudson her hair turns blue, but then like a lot of color changes. Same in that year, movie. <laughs> same year, uh, Parks and Rec stars, and he's Andy Dwyer. Mm. He steals the the heart of the nation. Yes, everyone loves Andy
1: big old big old fat doofus.
0: Yes. And then that's 2009. Mm-hmm. Then you have Moneyball 2010. What's oh, yeah. your He's a baseball player, What's your number to in 2011 which stars um Anna Ferris, Anna or Anna mm-hmm. who was his like I am assuming that's how they met and they got married. Oh, okay. They're not married anymore. But like, yeah. They got married. Um and then Zero Dark 30 2012. Yep. And then
1: I'm remembering all these every time right. I see it.
0: And then Her, I guess he's in Her in 2013. Me neither. And then Lego Movie Lego movie and Guardians is the same year. Interesting. That's crazy. What a big year for him. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So then that's Chris Pratt. By the time he's in Guardians, more than anything, people were like, Andy Dwyer's in a Marvel movie. Yeah. That's, that's where he's at. Then you have Vin Diesel as Groot. Yeah. This is the only acting credit I have cared to put down.
1: Well, he's in Fast and Furious. The only... The movie he did he's before... He's the Stops Stop.
0: The movie he did before this movie was Fast and Furious 6. Okay. I'm scrolling now down to Bradley Cooper.
1: There's a very funny... If you look up Vin Diesel uh, doing the voice acting for Groot, it's very funny because he's wearing like... Uh, Sunglasses. Uh, he's uh, The aviator glasses. Yeah. And he's in a room and he's doing it. And I mean, props to him. He's,
0: smi- he's smiling as he's doing yeah, it.
1: Yeah, props to him because... It is great. I mean Groot is awesome. I love Groot so much, but it's I think it's just cr- kind of goofy looking.
0: The craziest part to me in watching those is realizing that that they didn't have to change his voice very much.
1: Yeah, his voice is that low. It's um Groot. But without sounding strained like I just without sound... start
0: sounding like uh Solvester Stallone. Yeah. Um
1: will make an appearance in the next Guardians.
0: Uh, yes, true. Um so then you have Bradley Cooper and he's got quite an extensive list. Of stuff. I'm just going to plow through it.
1: And my flaming hot opinion, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to stand by it. Even if you include A Star is Born, I personally think that Rocket in in Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy is his best performance. Because it is so transformative, and he has become my favorite character in the entire cinematic universe. Let's see
0: if you still agree with that after I go through this list. Okay. I just
1: think... That he really captures something special, and he's got great comedic timing, and until I watched the video of him doing it, I could not hear his voice. And this is
0: coming from a guy who didn't know it was Bradley Cooper until I told him.
1: Well, I mean, I knew it was I Bradley Cooper. I thought you Cooper. didn't know that. No, I knew it was Bradley Cooper. Anyway, I just couldn't hear his voice in it. That's his, what I was saying. His
0: first acting credit is Sex in the City, 1999.
1: Oh, okay. I stand totally corrected. My favorite okay, performance. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he's in Way Hot American Summer, 2001. Wedding Crashers, 2005. Failure to Launch, 2006. Alias, 46 episodes in the show Whoa. Alias. Crazy, starring as as Will Tippin. You probably know that. I've never seen that show. I've Micah, only seen like three episodes. Micah was a huge fan of that show.
1: I watched three episodes. A huge
0: fan for three episodes of that show. Um, I wasn't
1: a huge fan. I just, my first and then, <laughs> crush was Jennifer Garner. That's all in, that this comes down to.
0: He said, yes, man uh then he's in he's just not that into you and in the same year he's in hangover and all about steve hangover is what
1: like launches his career yes into the public but as eye. you can
0: tell before that he he was like i think the in a way comedy guy yes um
1: this makes him like this suave cool guy which is funny because like, i just
0: don't find him that attractive i, I think that he's oh, got he's like an attractive he's man. got charisma yeah. And I think that works for him more than his looks. But that's a personal. That's yeah. a per- personal. Although, preference.
1: in A Star is Born, certainly not attractive.
0: Okay. I have not seen that. Then in 2010, you have A Team. 2011, Hangover 2. 2012. I can't believe
1: they made three Hangover movies. Yeah. It would be an all time comedy classic if oh, there was to just one. We cover that. We are going to have to cover um, Hangover 2. 2012,
0: and 3. Silver Linings Playbook. Mm hmm. 2013, American Hustle. And then you have Guardians. Crazy. And then you have Guardians. What
1: a crazy career.
0: So then you have Zoe Saldana, who plays Gamora, green girl. She, her first acting credit is Law and Order in 1999. Then you have, she's in Drumline, starring Nick Cannon in okay. 2002. Then you have, she's in Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Pearl, 2003. Terminal, starring Tom Hanks. She's in Star Trek and Avatar in the year of 2009. And then Columbiana in 2011. Yeah. Um, The Words, I only wrote that down because her and Bradley Cooper star in that together oh. in 2012. And then Star Trek Into Darkness and Out of the Furnace is both in 2013. And then she's in Guardians. Okay. So even her, she is very, very established yeah. before this movie. A lot of
1: that is lesser known. I mean, of course, Avatar is the highest. Avatar and movie Star of all time.
0: and Star Trek. Yeah,
1: but a lot of those in between. Well, I guess never mind. Ta- I revoke what I said.
0: She's in a lot, Micah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I even skip over stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you have Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. who plays Drax, who is just so lovable and wonderful. Great. Um, he has, you know, before when the when it was announced that this guy was going to be in this movie, and that he's a WWE fighter. I was just like, oh, how good can this person be? But then I heard, oh, I never confirmed this, but I'm just gonna say it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. I I I heard and slash read somewhere that like he was so excited to earn the role in this Marvel movie that he immediately took up acting classes. Great. Um, so it just shows his passion. Yeah. For this this character and for this franchise. So. You assume like, oh, if that's when he finally got into acting classes, he's got to have like six acting credits. He <laughs> has seventy. <laughs> With that being said, most of them are WWE acting credits, right? So, so things that I wrote down. I don't know
1: why they would call real wrestling acting, but I guess that's I know. Just isn't me that a, odd? That's very odd.
0: Um, in two thousand six, he's in an episode of Smallville. I'm sure he's big and he breaks things.
1: Probably, yeah. Uh, and
0: then. He is in the movie Riddick starring Vin Diesel. Oh, 2013.
1: That's a series as well.
0: Um, did I say 2013? That sounds
1: wrong. I don't think it's whatever wrong 2013, but No,
0: I don't I think it's 2003 or something. Um, and then whatever. Goes um, through a ton of stuff. He's in Guardians, now he's been in Blade Runner, now he's coming out with a movie with uh Kumail Nanjiani.
1: That already came out.
0: That already That already came out? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: When the podcast is out.
0: Oh, okay. Wink, wink. We didn't so record this ahead of time. They felt that this movie really just puts this guy on the map. Yes, he's absolutely. great. So then, I'm. Well, all... and,
1: and let me let me hit you with this. Um, I think that something that's kind of special about this movie, beyond the others, I, I th- more than any of the other Marvel movies, you can tell that everyone on the team, including Nebula as well, mm-hmm. and even all the supporting cast. Everyone is having so much fun with their roles. Mm-hmm. No one—I mean, I could be wrong, and they're tricking me. But it feels like no one is doing this for money. That's—I know that they are. No, oh, yeah, but yeah, it I know. feels like everyone's just like, "I love this. I love this script. I love this character." Like you're talking about. Well, with that makes Dave, me think Dave, like, like like trying to get acting lessons. It just feels like everyone was so into giving this movie a hundred percent. Well, that
0: makes me think of what kind of production James Gunn. Runs, mm-hmm. so like maybe in a in a big part because of his production, he he just creates this atmosphere that like makes you want to work mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Because when he was fired from Disney for a brief period of time yes. after Guardians Two, a couple of the actors were like, "I will not work on the third movie if he's not involved." Like, what does he have to establish as yeah. a director and a producer and a writer to like get people to, to, to not want to work back with him on
1: millions of dollars? Yeah. Because so, I, I remember Dave Bautista specifically, there's there's a couple interviews and at least one that I watched where he's being interviewed about when James Gunn was fired. And he said, he said, I'm disappointed. I don't want to work for this company if they're going to treat someone who ch- wants to change and be a different person this way. So, I mean, I'm, I really don't want to be a part of the next Guardians unless insane. they hire him back. Yeah. And it worked. And he's back. And yeah. Guardians Three will probably be the best of all three of the movies.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm almost done, by the way. So then Nuh-uh. you have Michael Rooker, who plays um Yondu.
1: Oh, it's Rooker? Okay. I think so. I think he's we we're He's in saying the movie Rooker Slither,
0: earlier. like I said previously. Mm-hmm. And then he's also in Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Listeners, I know you're probably like, he's in so much more than that. I understand. He's been around the block. Yeah. That's all by the end of all this note taking, it's just like Let's focus on the guardians.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And then I, I re- briefly wrote down Lee Pace who plays Ronan.
1: Okay. And
0: and I'm, I'm just it's interesting before this movie he was in Breaking Dawn 2, which is the last movie of the Twilight series. Yes. And then he's in Hobbit. Hobbit? He's in
1: Hobbit? Yeah, wow. he's
0: he's the elf in the Hobbit. Okay. He's like the um is what he
1: elf? Health, el- the elf that the elf that rides the elk. With the yes. big antlers? Okay. Yes.
0: See, um, I can't... As soon as we watch that movie and you see it, you're like, how could I not see that? Because oh, really? immediately when I saw Guardians, I was like, that's the guy from The Hobbit. Oh, okay. Because I, 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 I know he's really, wearing a lot of makeup. He's
1: wearing so much makeup that I can't really see... I can't, like, see his defiant... Like, who yeah. he is beyond that.
0: And since then, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. He's been around. And then he's also in The Desolation of Smog in 2013. Yeah. And then the same year Guardians comes out is the same year that uh, Five Armies...
1: Battle of the Five Armies.
0: Battle of the Five Armies comes out.
1: That's gonna be so crazy when we whenever we cover Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because we're gonna have to just do all six right as like what? one big series.
0: Maybe because
1: it's just it's such a fall from grace. Because fr- that would be interesting. Lord of the Rings is amazing, and then the Hobbit movies are just. Or do we
0: do the Hobbit first?
1: No, we have to go. Pr- I I've decided we got to do everything in production order because okay. that way we can track the the progress, and it makes series like x-men and um and the alien series like easier to cover oh, because you don't true. have to figure out like when to watch just what movie listener
0: get ready for some long episodes yeah, those hobbit that.
1: episodes and i've never seen battle of the five armies Me neither, because i was so upset with desolation of smog but so. just lord
0: of the rings in general because we i'm saying this right now i'm pledging this to the listener we're doing extended version oh we're yeah we're not doing non-extended crap <laughs> It's extended or go home.
1: Except for The Hobbits. We're doing normal theatrical We're doing
0: normal theatrical release for The Hobbits Because I can't
1: do more than that. Okay, is that all of your notes? Yes. Wow. We are... It-
0: Get ready for a long episode here today, too.
1: <laughs> so, uh, written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman. But, uh, so, so, Nicole Perlman, this is the first woman in the series that is credited with something beyond an acting role. Or like a producing. There might have been one producer earlier.
0: I think you mentioned that last time.
1: Yeah. Um, But but, um, no writers or directors that are female yet. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But Nicole Perlman uh, wrote a draft and Gunn rewrote it all. And he said that there was no Walkman and pretty much completely different. But then Gunn was quoted saying, but the WGA sure likes the first writers a lot. So he kind of claims that they completely scrapped her script. So she was kind of interesting, though, because she was given... Um, a
0: ton of awards. Oh. Oh, I was just briefly looking at her um, biography. Okay. And she was just, like, won a lot of awards for, like, writers to watch in the year that she was oh, given okay. the awards. Or, like like, just a lot of, like, very, very impressive and promising.
1: Oh, okay. I was gonna say that she... uh, marvel came to her wanted her to write a script and they they put a bunch of projects on the table and she chose guardians and she had an opportunity to do a bunch of other ones interesting and i think marvel was kind of like what you want to do that one the like unknown one um music is by tyler bates who plays uh in a band the Marilyn manson band or has played okay and he does the. So music. So he's
0: into makeup, like he he's used to that kind of thing.
1: He must be. Uh, he he did the music for the John Wick franchise, all three of them, uh, the wa- uh, Watchmen and Three Hundred.
0: Love it, love it. Okay.
1: Okay, does you that don't. Make sense? Do you love Three Hundred? I saying, loved it
0: when I was a teenager, and I okay. loved gore.
1: Okay. Today. Um, probably no. Not. Uh, cinematography, Ben Davis. He did Dumbo, Doctor Strange, Seven Psychopaths, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Um, and the cinematography in this movie is really nice.
0: That's why I'm kind of confused with Doctor Strange, because I was just not impressed.
1: Mm, I think you might be wrong on that one. We're
0: going to fight for when I know, we get to that Yeah, one. Jordan's
1: not super into Doctor Strange, and I'm not like crazy about it, but I think it's a pretty cool movie. I think they had a lot of fun with the concept.
0: I think they. Well, never mind. I'm not going to talk well, about it right now. We'll
1: get there. We'll yeah. get there. But um, I don't remember the cinematography specifically, but especially the, like the scenes where they're like running through the city as it's morphing was just oh that's so cool. that's cool
0: that's cool. But I mean, just like colors, just colors and all. I'm not talking about special mm-hmm. effects.
1: Okay, we'll bar it.
0: Let's fight about it right now. <laughs> uh,
1: this movie came out August eight uh, August first, two thousand fourteen. It's produced by none other than Kevin Feige. Who? Um, <laughs> domestically, the movie makes three hundred and thirty-three million dollars, one hundred seventy-six thousand six hundred dollars.
0: Wait, what's the budget?
1: Uh, production is one hundred seventy million.
0: So this movie did very well.
1: Yes, um, but I think later I have a note that says that there's it actually costs more to make. So. A pin it still on that profited one. quite a bit worldwide. The movie made seven hundred seventy-three million three hundred twenty-eight thousand six hundred twenty-nine dollars. Now, can you take a guess? So, again, to set the stage, this this is this is really Marvel sticking their neck out. This is yeah. like the first time that it's like it's not one of the sequels. It's not a wide known character. You could
0: consider this is the first risk that they took.
1: Well, oh, I don't think it's the first risk they took, but it's one of the after like establishing what they've established yeah. this is the first like Th- that's risk what i mean that.
0: that's what i mean
1: um but could so there are 23 movies in the franchise okay take a guess at where this ranks in the box office
0: hopefully oh box office in the
1: box office
0: oh i don't know take a guess no i don't know please like i mean i hope it's number 2 right after oh well, i'm not i'm not including <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to not include infinity war and in end game so let's go with number
1: four okay no which i know it won't way off uh
0: <laughs> it's a very low
1: it's not very low this uh it's it's, a very. it's in number the 11 it's out number of, 11 so very out middle. of 23 so it's it's above half which is just it's crazy that's above like well-known characters and yeah. sequels um should be number four it's the it's the third highest grossing in the phase two movies so it's What's only first? it's iron only man below 3? avengers no. and iron man 3
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, Okay. So then...
0: It's below Avengers.
1: Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's Avengers. It's going to make more money than a solo movie. Um, Brian Muir, who sculpted Darth Vader's and Stormtrooper's um, masks, uh, worked on the film.
0: Oh, cool. Do you know what he did specifically? Like character design probably? Okay. Specifically.
1: Um, David White did the makeup. Um, White and his team created upwards of one thousand prosthetic makeup applications and two thousand molds of different colored aliens. That's a quote from Wikipedia.
0: It's fun listener to look up um just like makeup application videos of the characters. Yeah. Because they're all time lapsed. The nebula one's crazy. It's, and the it's very one. crazy. And it it's just so fascinating. It, even though even though there's no audio, mm-hmm. you feel like you learn a lot when watching. Yeah. It.
1: And and it is kind of crazy looking at you know Yondu Nebula Drax and seeing how practical their yeah. look is. Yeah, it's not really digital.
0: The only digital thing that I remember in watching those is Yondu's the top of his head. Yeah, because he has that thing in his head. There but was even, a tiny bit Even of the
1: like skin that's around it. No, yeah, but is, I'm just saying prosthetic.
0: You can see a tiny bit of like slivers of green, yeah. which you you just know that it's just used when, it's, when it lights up.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, like and,
0: yeah, it's cool.
1: It, it It's it's very, it, you know, when you compare that to, like, Iron Man's suit, where it's, like, now Robert Downey Jr., well, not anymore, because he's done, but, you know, in the later what? movies, he doesn't have, like, he's not wearing a suit yeah. at all. And the suit sometimes does look really good, but sometimes it doesn't look that good.
0: I wonder if, like, and these, this uh, movie. These,
1: like, costumes and makeup look so good.
0: Well, in a movie that uses so much CGI, because it is in space. mm mm-hmm. I wonder if a fun part for them was just like, okay, what can we do practically?
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think it, what's cool is the the effects in this movie, the the spe- the like totally CGI stuff. Most of it is very colorful, and it's um, it's like kind of cosmic and psychedelic and kind of out there yeah so having the other stuff very real and grounded like is a really nice juxtaposition and it's very pleasant to look at so
0: do you have anything on the on um the music uh just in terms of compilation no i don't okay
1: i i know well actually no i do i do yes i'm getting there i got i got a lot to get through okay um the so this is another quote um director of photography ben davis used Ari alexa xt cameras for the film saying I'm traditionally a photochemical fan, but going with the digital format was the right way for this movie. The Alexa provided the right look for the particular film. During the opening scenes in the 1980s, Davis chose JDC Cook XTAL. Crystal Express anamorphic prime lenses because they had more anamorphic artifacts and aberrations, which he felt added something. Davis used spherical Panavision primos for the rest of the film. Adi- additionally, Davis worked closely with production designer Charles Wood in order to achieve the correct lighting looks to each scene. Dealing with two fully CGI characters forced Davis to shoot scenes multiple times, us- usually once with the reference for the characters and once without them in the shot.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting.
0: Now I'm curious about when we get to the second movie.
1: If it that changes? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. We're nerds. Yeah. Well, that's why we made this podcast. Yeah. Um so f- a fun thing uh Sean Gunn who yes. is in the movie, he's Yando's right-hand man. Yes. Um is the on-set rocket. So yes. um Bradley Cooper is not there while they're filming. He just goes to the recording booth, records his lines, and then Sean Gunn acts him out on set in a little
0: Like in terms of motion capture,
1: um, I or, think there's a basic amount of motion capture. Yes. So he would be the you person can, to do that. It was hard to find footage that had him. I thought it would be easier to find. I was looking. Or we around. did see
0: a stand-in, and it was obviously not him. Yeah. Because the person was very short.
1: Oh, I don't. I didn't see that. But oh, I saw one we, where he's.
0: It was the scene where they were walking in that slow motion, like right before the big battle scene, uh-huh. and uh, Groot obviously was. Uh, there was a, a guy in a green suit. Yeah. And then you had a little guy who is a, who
1: is Christian Godlewski oh. is the onset group.
0: So then you have the a little guy who you're like that's definitely Rocket. Oh, okay. And it, could, it could not have been Sean Gunn.
1: I just know some of the f- one footage I saw. He was like crawling around on the ground. So
0: that makes sense. So how tall is the group guy?
1: I, I don't remember. I didn't. Um, I didn't write that down. Believable. Sorry, kiddo. Um, it went over budget to 232 million point. Dang. Three, um, but they got a rebate from the British government of thirty six point four. Good for them. Don't know what that means or how that works. Um, when for choosing
0: using our country, you get this much money back.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, when choosing the songs, Gun revealed he started the process by reading the Billboard charts for all the top hits of the seventies, downloading a few hundred songs that were semi-familiar ones you recognize but not be able to name off the top of your head and creating a playlist cool. for all the songs that would fit the film tonally. Uh as Elaine would say yada yada yada. Yeah. And then the, you'd write The interesting thing,
0: and, and I I don't know if you've looked this up or not, but like from my knowledge of this movie, and I think the second one, but especially this movie like there are just like some songs in the soundtrack that weren't really famous until these movies came out.
1: Yeah, I think that's less in this movie.
0: Okay, more in the other one.
1: The the next movie has like three or four songs that this, although they had their heyday to an extent it wasn't it wasn't it, it got more famous after Guardians 2 came out
0: which is just so interesting to me because you hear those songs and you're like these are just big they're, they're bangers they're yeah. great oh yeah they're such hits and then you find out like they're, it, because of the movie they've been revitalized
1: totally totally and this movie was nominated for two Oscars um, makeup and visual, visual effects. effects but was not did not win but it, it, it okay. you know, that's that's it. What is oh, it? What is that? Hour one. Okay. Now are we getting into the plot?
0: Let me just start off with, I love this movie.
1: Well, save have your I opinion. have I said that yet? Save your opinion, you know. It's time it, to talk about the movie.
0: So movie opens. It says Earth nineteen. Do you remember the exact year? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. You see a boy who is the same, who plays Stan in It Chapter One. Yes. So you see a boy sitting in a hospital, listening to a Walkman. And um. You so you find out quickly his mother is on her deathbed. Mm-hmm. She has cancer. And all she wants to do is give him one final gift before she leaves. I just burped, and you could totally hear that. And all she wants to do is say goodbye. He can't say goodbye. Well, he can't grab her hand. He can't grab her hand if she's asking him for it. And, and she
1: does. She talks about his father, and she says he's an angel. Yes. He was an angel, and, and she like, wishes he could have met him and stuff like that.
0: Just first, this is the first scene of the movie. Already, you don't, most people don't know anything about mm. the Guardians. So this starts, and you're like, I don't even know what to expect after this. Yeah. But I'm crying. I'm crying.
1: I'm not crying.
0: But. I'm nearly crying. So, and and then, you're, you know, you see trailers, presumably, and you're like, when does the space stuff kick in? Not like this is a first long scene.
1: Wait, wait, wait.
0: Hang on. Hang on.
1: <laughs> I totally disagree with what you're saying. You're saying that people less than five minutes into the movie are going,
0: oh, people, when is this people space, are space stuff people happening? People are ripping the seats out of the theater. You know, what I, you know
1: what I bet most people are thinking? They're sitting there, and I bet this is what you thought, too, and they're going, okay, so that's Chris Pratt when he's a kid, and he goes to space here pretty soon. But they're ripping their
0: their seats out of the theater, (laughs) and they're tossing them up at the screen. You know they are. So
1: they don't like the movie.
0: No, they like the movie. Okay. But they might be crying a little bit. That's pretty emotional.
1: And then his mom dies.
0: Well, spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) And he runs outside, and he's all sad, and he's crying. And he's got the gift with him, and, and then he's he is beamed, beamed up. up. Interesting that we both said that. Exactly and you're like, the same. whoa,
0: what? Where's he going?
1: Uh huh. Or or you <laughs> or you thinking, probably going to space. The movie <laughs> is
0: starting. That's probably what people are thinking as they're ripping your their seats up. Yeah, but and not throwing them at the screen because they're still they're just enraptured in what's yeah. going on.
1: And then I'm I'm taking over this next scene. Fine. Because the next scene it's it's it shows this planet and it says like the year or something. I'm just going to cut
0: in saying best opening title sequence of all time.
1: Of all time? No, that's not true.
0: One of the best of all time. Yeah.
1: Best in Marvel for sure. One
0: of the best of all time. Can you at least agree with that? One of? Sure. Sure. (laughs) I'm done.
1: Um, So he, we see the the music changes and it's, it's very like intense and stuff. Mm -hmm. And see this, this is why the movie is so good. This is Mm -hmm. why the movie is brilliant is this scene. This is like the thesis of the film. So it comes in and you're like, okay, here we go. And it, it, as my first viewing, and I think every time you watch it, you kind of go, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Another Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Gotta start the plot. Here we go. So he lands on this planet and there's rain going everywhere and he goes into this temple and you see that it's Chris Pratt. And, and he's even like, he, he takes off his mask, um, which is a cool technology. But what's fun is,
0: is, is immediately there's just so much world building. Without yeah. saying any words, yeah, and that—that's what's so great about these movies, like Guardians One and Two, is, uh-huh. is the world building without having to explain it, and you just understand how it works. Yeah. Continue. And
1: and they have like like for like his mask is what is yeah. showing
0: what the civilization was before it was destroyed because it's an abandoned planet. Yeah. That he's on.
1: Yeah, and so there's a lot of cool technology, and they're already establishing right off the bat. To someone like me, they're like, "This isn't Star Wars technology. This is a different kind of technology."
0: Okay, because to me, something I've never thought of anything
1: outside of space. In space, I'm always like, "Is this Star Wars or is it real life?" Because that's that's how it always never thought. That's how it always feels to me. And this one has a very distinct look and feel that's not that doesn't feel like Star Wars or something you'd get confused for Star Wars. It's
0: important to establish that.
1: I think it is because otherwise, it's it's. It's a little it it can feel rip y if it has a Star Wars vibe to it and it's in space.
0: So what's a rip-off Star Wars thing that you've ever seen?
1: Um I couldn't give you any examples off the top of my head.
0: So it's just something that's in the back of your mind though.
1: Yeah, and uh, maybe everyone's succeeding at it. I just it's one of those things that I look at and there's a certain like look and a feel and if they do that sometimes it can work in their favor, but sometimes it's like uh, okay.
0: Interesting. I've never, ever in my life have ever thought about that.
1: Would it be like? Um, I mean, probably, probably something similar. Similar would be. No, I was, I was like going to say, like Lord Twilight of the Rings into something Harry else.
0: Turn Lord of the Rings into something else. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I'm just even kidding. I different. don't feel I don't Actually, feel that though, way. Actually, though, I remember I when
1: way. Lord of the Rings did come out, there were a lot of movies that started coming out that were like sword and fantasy yeah. movies, and you could tell it was like, oh, you're doing Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
0: I just want to clarify, fun, though, I don't feel that way, way about Game of Thrones. Yeah.
1: Game of Thrones is- It is its own thing. Its own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, way less good of a thing, for sure.
0: Well, sure, but it's not... I don't feel that way.
1: But this isn't a TV Even though I've podcast.
0: only seen that show once.
1: Um. Anyway, so he walks in, and he there's even like a hero shot where he's kind of looking up, Mm -hmm. and then he puts on a Walkman, and it goes boom, 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 and he starts Anthony. Feel free to
0: play a soundbite of the song.
1: Don't because we will get sued. Okay, (laughs) but um, he um, he.
0: What if he just put the soundtrack like in spurts throughout this episode?
1: If you want to do your own soundtrack, you can. Don't do the other one though cuz then we'll get in trouble.
0: Can't you play a certain per- like amount of the song we in trouble. I don't know how trouble? it
1: works and I haven't I am too scared to figure so it out. You so
0: desire to google that.
1: If you can figure it out and make it work, you should do it. Yeah. Um There's
0: a free coffee in it for you.
1: <laughs> okay. Um I'm that we're never going to get past the first scene of this movie. No, We're not. Um so he The music plays and then in like bold all caps covering the entire screen, there's a wide shot of him sliding in the rain Mm -hmm. and it says guardians of the galaxy
0: and he's dancing and he's
1: dancing and he's kicking these rats and you're kind of just laughing and you're seeing this decrepit old civilization that's dead. Yeah. And right away, that's to me, that's the beauty of guardians of the galaxy is it takes all the superhero um like um clichés and yeah. turns them on their head. Yeah. And that's why this movie is so good. And it's almost like but this movie almost couldn't exist. It couldn't have existed before 2008 with the same impact.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. And I think also one thing that it does so such a great job at and it's also a hard job to do is it's doing that and at the same time it is clearly defining what the story is about. Yeah. So while it's making fun of those things or flipping those things on their heads, like the whole reason he's on this planet is to get this orb, yeah. That he he wants to get to make a lot of money for, and that plays in so much more than you could ever imagine. Right, several movies from now. But like at the, well, I remember the first time I'm seeing it, I'm like, okay, he's getting this orb. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And then he goes into the finds the the guy who's wanting to buy it, and he doesn't. He he finds out who wants it, which is Thanos. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like okay who cares yeah but you do find out even in this movie that it's very important
1: yeah but but it is cool because i mean as i was watching it the first time i'm thinking it's kind of like an indiana jones idol like Me it doesn't too. matter yeah um
0: it's just the MacGuffin to the to whatever, whatever yeah. else is going on
1: but it's it's kind of fun because throughout these the first three phases of marvel all of these MacGuffins of the stones Wind up turning into the major plot points. Yes. of the entire like universe. I wonder if they'll like become a so, term in film. Yeah, I don't know because it is like they are MacGuffins, and yeah. then you find out later that they're not MacGuffins. Yeah, so you should have been
0: paying attention the whole time.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 a little bit odd because it's it's kind of um, I don't know. I don't know what that would be called. I don't know if another series has really done that.
0: It's called the Infinity Stones. Yeah. That's the term.
1: Maybe it is. Infinity
0: stoning. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> okay, so Chris- Gauntleting. R- How
1: about that? Ah, that sounds yeah. bad too. So let
0: me just clarify first. As we go through this movie, Micah, let's yeah. try not to, to like relate every joke that happens because it's hard not to do that.
1: Yeah, that's Cause a good they're, idea. Because
0: they're so funny. But I'm just going to say one thing that, that carries on throughout the movie. That's why this is okay to say. The Star-Lord. Yeah. All Chris Pratt wants, all Peter <laughs> yeah. Quill wants, is for people to call him Star-Lord. And the whole time, no no one just will either remember it or care. So it says a lot about his character. He wants to be someone infinitely important. Mm-hmm. And he's just a man. Yeah. No one really cares about him. So he gets this orb, and then it cuts to Gamora, her sister, and Ronan, who need the orb. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was trying to get it at the same time Chris Pratt was Chris Pratt successfully gets it and leaves
1: and there's that there's the cool scene where Ronan is like he comes out of this pool oh my of gosh that's
0: freaking cool,
1: mud or something, yeah, and then uh he has these like servants who paint his face and then he um kills kills someone and like smashes their head and like blood comes yeah, down. yeah he he
0: just he seems like a god, yeah. Right off the bat. It's pretty cool. It, it's just so visually stimulating. Like, there's texture to his character. And for, for some reason,
1: I, re, I did not like him, really. I liked his design. I didn't like his motive or anything yeah. like that. I was more into it this all the time. time. But I, for some reason, this time, I didn't have any issues with it. I, I felt it was, like so maybe you, I've seen the movie enough or maybe I just... um. I, I don't know. I maybe I'm not being critical enough of this movie or something. But I just i I didn't have any problems with his motive.
0: I think that I had less of a not like I had a problem, but I cared more this time because I found I realized that um, Gamora and Nebula, who are sisters, yes, are like they are Thanos's daughter, not biologically, but they're Thanos's daughter, and he mm-hmm. gave them to Ronan to help him, like to destroy Xantar
1: Xandar Xandar
0: sorry in exchange for something else yeah so um you're right off the bat it's like what kind of deal does this guy need to make to destroy a planet like what's his deal with this planet Uh and it's interesting because it's like Xandar it's a planet we've never heard of thank god it's not earth because you're just kind of tired of it always being about earth (laughs) so it's just like what is his personal beef with this planet uh huh And of course, it's not like that important in the grand scheme of things, but it's still it just like that's like the real MacGuffin is this guy is just trying to destroy a planet. He needs to get this orb that Peter Quill has has procured. Yeah. And you don't know what's inside it. Mm -hmm. So Gamora is like, I'm going to get it for you. Yeah. So she's trying to get it from him.
1: Yeah. And then are we on Xandar at that point? Yes. Yeah. Um.
0: So like Peter is stuck with the orb because yeah, cause the
1: buyer once he knows Thanos wants it he's like I'm out. I'm a Ronan. He finds out Ronan wants it and he's like, yes. I'm not. I'm not taking this stone.
0: Yes, and so he, you you also kind of find out I think in that time that like Peter used to work or slash does work for Yondu, mm-hmm. who is Michael Rooker, who is yeah. blue with a red stripe in his head. And you you do like realize pretty quickly like this guy raised him he is the person who beamed him up from Earth yeah he took him so like why is he not with him anymore what's the deal yeah and then so he's you know he's like okay how, who am I gonna sell this orb to now because I just want to make a ton of I just want to make a ton of quick money and leave yeah at the as he's trying to figure that out Gamora steals it from him
1: yeah and then and then it, there's there's the fun. Like we're introduced to Rocket and Groot, and they mm. they all get wound up trying to take the orb slash like Rocket and Groot are trying to get Quill because he has a bounty on his head, yeah, and all of this stuff, and then they all get arrested, yeah. Now, and that's when
0: we see John C Riley.
1: yeah, and Glenn Close, which is Glenn just Close, so random that she Peter Searfanoitz too, yes, yeah, who's who's kind of like our, a secret friend a friend of ours, yeah. He's our secret. friend.
0: I, w- I wish he was a true secret friend.
1: Um. Yeah. I wish he was a public friend of ours.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um. But oh crap! What was it? I think I lost it. Oh. Sorry. Oh. I think this movie. Um. Because of all the stuff from, uh, Guardians Two with his dad and his relationship to Yondu. Yeah. I think beyond, beyond the other movies, and and again, it could be just that I'm more attached to this material. I think that. Th- Guardians 1 benefits most from its sequels. And I think that's part of why Guardians 2 is so good because it really builds upon what's in this movie and it fills in the gaps that you kind of... there, There are gaps in this movie that are not gaping holes. They're just enough for you to be like, "Ooh, I'd love to for that to be expounded upon." Yeah. But it also if it wasn't ever, I wouldn't be unsatisfied. It's not like yeah. a cliffhanger.
0: That's so that's the beautiful thing that they do in this movie that works with their world building. Mm-hmm. It asks all these questions. You don't need the answers to them. You just want to know. Just yeah. by, by like sheer curiosity. Um that yeah, I was like in this rewatch, it had been a while since I'd seen this movie and this is like my fourth time seeing it. Mm-hmm. But like I was not expecting to love it as much as I did but I think that since we had been watching rewatching watching all of the other Marvel movies yeah. it's just so clear how much better this movie is it than really all is. of the ones that we have seen
1: well and, and let's, let's get into one of the biggest things we talked about because um, spoiler alert for the audience is the first time we did this we watched phase 2 out of order oh no I hope they'll forgive us. Yeah. But the last movie we watched was Winter Soldier. Yeah. Now, I still Stark contend I contrast. like that movie, but it it does have the color palette of washed out concrete. It yeah. just does. Yeah. And the whole movie does. So there is it there is kind of a, stra- not a strain on your eyes, but you do get a little bit tired of what you're seeing. Yeah. And the upgrade in visuals from that movie to this movie it, is just like, it is so relieving. Yeah. And even even so far in the movie, we've only talked about like three different scenes, but they all look different. And they do yeah. have the one and it's in broad daylight, which is like another... I don't know why they have all but their scenes in broad for daylight. Like only but, two minutes. Yeah, but they also have the final battle in broad daylight, which is kind of weird. I mean, but, we did
0: mention that, yeah.
1: But it also they, the the co- clouds looked really nice. They spent some time on those clouds because it does look kind of fun.
0: And we'll get to there a little bit later. Yeah, but hopefully people are still listening to this.
1: <laughs> maybe they put it on like one and a half speed to get through. Yeah, but I just think that the the visual. Just having colors in the movie. A color palette. Just changes how I feel about it. And yeah. and watching it so close to Winter Soldier. I mean, because I was a little bit afraid that we'd watch it this time. And of course, we'd still love it. But it'd still be like, got to get through this movie because we're doing these. And it was such a joy.
0: Micah and I were eating candy like a couple of girls. Yeah, we watched it like five like...
1: days ago because we were like, oh, we'll be fine on that podcast. because five we're days since it. we've seen it. Yeah, it was like on Friday last week When are we gonna watch it again?
0: That's the real question. Well, we
1: gotta watch two first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the visual upgrade is huge. Yeah. And that that's a good like ten percent of why this movie is better than the other ones. Yeah. And Guardians Two looks even better. So
0: yeah. oh I yeah. So we should mention the Stanley cameo comes in pretty early.
1: Oh yeah, Rocket's like looking at people through this device and, and making he's fun commentating of them. on them. Yeah, and then he sees um, Stanley hitting on this young woman, and he makes a joke about, like, does your wife know you're out or something like that? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's um, about it. So then they get arrested and they're sent to the kiln. That's what it's called, the kiln.
1: Yeah, but before they're sent there, I just wanted to comment on, um, again, these are characters we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, smart way to introduce them and give us some exposition about the characters by having them in that lineup where John C. Riley is listing off their Absolutely. names. Attributes and Peter Serafinowicz is saying, "What a bunch of a holes, yeah, and stuff like that." Yeah, it's just a good way to get some exposition out, and it's engaging. Yeah,
0: I, T- yeah. Totally take note agree. of that,
1: script writers. That's nice. I enjoy that kind of exposition.
0: And it, that was probably a thirty-second scene. That's a, yeah. really all we need, and it gives to know. us enough. Yeah, we know that Gamora is Daughter like genetically, basically genetically modified to fight. In a, you know, in a way, Peter. Uh, he, there's a part of him that I don't think
1: she's genetically modified.
0: There, but there she has been trained. Did, did they say that? I think they said they oh, mentioned okay. that. Like, I parts, that. <laughs> parts have been changed about her to be a better fighter. Of no, course, I not didn't. to the degree that Nebula Nebula is, who is basically a robot. Yeah, but um, since she has been abducted from her planet, that's all she's been doing. And I think there have been parts of her that have been changed for that.
1: Also, total side note: Nebula. I remember hating her in this movie. Yeah. Not the case. Totally just didn't get it, I think.
0: Nebula, we're Team Nebula.
1: She becomes one of the best and complex ca- characters in the universe. Yeah. I think I think you really dive into that in Guardians too. So we'll save that.
0: Even even endgame. You oh, really dive endgame, into that. Endgame. Well even yeah. Infinity War, you kinda dive I into mean, that. She's
1: one she's what's the only character to kill herself. What's
0: interesting about Guardians? Is there is such a personal connection to Thanos, who becomes the antagonist of just Marvel, period. So, like, Infinity War comes out, and you're like, oh, Guardians ties in so deeply into this. You have no idea. Yeah. It's so exciting.
1: I remember. Remember, we were talking before we went and saw Infinity War, and we just said, "I hope that they don't just shelve the Guardians because yeah. he's so imp- they're imp- so important to Thanos, and then they're in like most of the yeah. Then they're not. War. They're
0: they're like they're given do what they yeah. What they and are we were owed. just
1: like, oh, perfect, great,
0: yeah. So then Guardians are in this prison, and it's still it was, what's interesting is like even though they're in prison now, Rocket and Groot are still like Star Lord's ours. Peter is ours. No yeah. one touch him. Yeah, and then all the other people are like. They want to kill Gamora because they know that she is with Thanos slash Ronan. Yeah. And they know that they want to get rid of the Xandar race. Yeah. So, like, they the people want her dead immediately as she walks through the doors. Mm-hmm. Which is, it, it, that's the thing that kind of moves the story forward a little bit.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And then, uh, like, very, very suddenly, we are introduced to Drax.
1: And this is so cool. Yeah, this is such a cool way to introduce him because it's a shot of Gamora in her cell, and all of these people are pounding on the cell, saying they're going to kill her, and then they slowly walk away, and you see down a, sto- uh, a story down is this large man sitting there, and the camera kind of pans toward him. Yeah, and then he what is he like threatened? Like some people are trying to kill her in the next scene. Yeah and he he's like get out of here she's mine. Yeah. And that's when you find out that Ronan killed his family.
0: Yeah. And he yeah he wants to kill her for retribution when yeah. she makes a deal with him like I will take you to him if you don't kill me. Yeah. And was his character design is so cool because he's he so looks cool. he looks like he's made of granite. <laughs> yeah. And it's a it's a person that they like <laughs> makeup wise like painted to look like that. And then you find out really <laughs> easily, like quickly, on that he is very like his, his race. <laughs> his his just race
1: granite, What a strange. I mean, you're, don't, right. Don't you you're, right. So? you're right. You think so? His
0: his race of people like don't have a sense of humor.
1: Yeah, they take everything literally, very
0: literally, which provides like I'm I'm just gonna sweeping statement half of the comedy of the second movie
1: oh my gosh yeah is Drax yeah
0: and a lot of it is because of how literal he is Mm -hmm. and you see that in the second movie he is developing a sense of humor
1: yeah but he like struggles with it because he still doesn't quite get it
0: oh my gosh it's so funny but we keep talking about the second movie (laughs) we're not even there yet
1: we are covering this movie pretty thoroughly though Jordan we're doing a good job I'll say so This is gonna win us our potty award. So
0: then, so then, like (laughs) potty award. (laughs) (laughs) So then, don't
1: forget to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: So the um, rocket, Groot, uh, Peter, Gamora, Drax. It not not like it's not super defined, but it's like they're going to figure out a way to get out of here Mm -hmm. because they're in a way. Even when they're in behind bars of this prison, to them, it's just like we're getting out of here tomorrow. Yeah. They can't keep us in here. We have, we're too important. We have too much to do. So one of the best scenes in the movie happens, and we're like, how how what like minute mark are we in this movie? Uh-huh. How far into this movie oh, are we? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> like we're, this is like almost first act still. Yeah. Do you want to take the scene over?
1: No, no, no. Go keep going. Oh, keep okay. Going.
0: So you have I
1: thought you were like on a train of thought, and then you I just, just stopped not, halfway through. I, I didn't
0: want to talk too much. Um. So you have. Um Gamora, Peter, uh, and then Rocket sitting at a table with their meal. Mm. And Rocket is explaining to them the plan of getting out of here. <laughs> and as he's explaining it, you see Groot in the background. I remember seeing this for the first time. I don't know what you thought, but it's one of the it was one of those experiences where I'm watching it and I'm like, I'll never feel this way again. When I when I watch the movie a second time. You know?
1: Oh yeah. So like, like a certain joke where you're like, that was so funny, yeah. but it'll never be. So that he's funny explaining
0: again. it and you're really trying to listen to his to his because it's very elaborate. But in the background, Groot, he he's like, You really we really need to get this battery that's mm-hmm. way up here. And Groot's like, I should just do it now. Like you can see the expression on his face. I'll just do it now. Yeah. So he goes up, he's trying to yank this battery out of the wall, as Rock is explaining everything, and then Drax is coming over with his tray of food. Not necessarily even coming over to them. He just has his food. Groot is trying to pull his battery out of the wall, and Drax is just looking around like, is anyone else seeing this right now? There's a tree. A tree trying to pull a battery out of the wall. And then right before he successfully pulls it out, Rocket says, of course we need to get the battery last.
1: And then he pulls it out. Battery
0: gets pulled out. I love it when, like, they're explaining a plan, and immediately it doesn't go right, so you have to improvise. Yeah. So... We don't need to get into it too specifically of how this all happens, but they get out of the prison. Yeah.
1: And there's a the cool like anti-gravity stuff. And again, the the technology in the movie is very cool. Yes. It's not like- It's intuitive. Grounded in reality. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice, honestly, because all of the all the Iron Man stuff is. Yes. Like te- it, it's not, but it is, you know? Yeah. And so it's nice to have stuff that's just kind of out there a little bit.
0: It, it's just like, you see it and you're like, cool, this world works that way. I'm fine with it.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, the prosthetic leg thing, so good.
0: Very, very freaking funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, and we do. This is the first movie appearance besides a credit sequence of Thanos. Just wanted to say. Oh, on and, the screen, and, and it's um, it's Josh Brolin, and the first guy was not Josh Brolin. So yeah. this is Josh Brolin as Thanos.
0: Looks very different than he does in. Yeah. Infinity War, I guess. Yeah.
1: And then as they're escaping the prison back to the prison, uh oh, his Walkman, where is it?
0: Peter's Walkman.
1: And so he goes back and this alien is listening to his music and he grabs it and he flies out by himself and then Drax looks and he says, Behold and it's the Pina Colada song. If you like Pina. and Coladas. he says, You are an idiot. Once he yeah, once he, he, comes he realizes in, yeah, it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um. and then they go to nowhere which is the 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 dead skull of a celestial being yeah cool design love I, all of that I remember stuff.
0: that too the first time I saw the movie I was like what yeah that is like one of the coolest concepts I've ever heard yeah, it's and so it's cool. just like an offhand comment almost which is Probably the thing that I'm most impressed with Mm -hmm. that it's just an offhand comment about this is a celestial being, God. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I love it. I love this movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um.
0: And the why are they going here?
1: Because they're trying to sell the stone to Benicio del Toro, the collector. The collector. Yes. Yes. Um. And Groot makes a little flower for the girl as they walk by, Mm -hmm. and then uh, you know. I mean, what what should we do? What should well, we I mean, do? We like, have like, so much to go through. Pe-
0: Peter tells Gamora the story of Footloose. He tells her the, the infamous story of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. tries to get her to dance. She starts swaying. Simultaneously, Drax, Rocket, and Groot are betting on like these alien. Basically, a, a, yeah. like the best thing to compare it to is like a dog fight. Right. So they're 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 betting on those things. They both get drunk. Sorry, I keep touching you. <laughs> they they both get drunk. And um, Gamora and Peter are ripped away from their like romantic moment. Yeah, to go deal with them. And Rocket's about to kill Drax yeah. for for calling him like a vermin. What? Yeah, and this, oh, is man, we, so this is when we this is when we dig
1: into into Rocket and how his, he kind of he's this creature who um, like. I'm trying to describe, he's just this creature that's been like experimented on and stuff like that. And he's so bitter about it and and so hard that he like has to make fun of other people, put other people down yeah. so that he can feel big. He's like a classic bully. Yeah. But throughout the movie, he kind of learns to like love some people.
0: Yeah. And, and to even just try to understand why other people act a certain way.
1: Yeah. To and even so- understand
0: why he acts a certain way. And it, it, it's just oh, it's so, so relatable good. on a human level.
1: When I know James Gunn has said that's, like, the character he ha- has the most care for and, yeah. like, identifies with most and stuff like that. So there's definite... And you can tell because the way that that character specifically, like, tracks his arc and stuff and how Guardians 2, in a lot of ways, is about him. Yeah. It's just, like... Ugh. Oh, my Rocket's gosh, the it's best. So Rocket's the best. Yeah.
0: So... Um, Drax oh.
1: fights Ronan when Ronan well, shows up. They get up. to the
0: Collector. They get to the oh, Collector. Yeah. <laughs> it's Benicio. And he is telling him the story of the Infinity Stones. And I remember the first time I saw it, I just kind of tuned out.
1: Yeah. I, don't, I I'm was like, like, oh, whatever. This is the
0: Marvel stuff that I don't really care about.
1: And then now it's important. It's, it's so important to MacGuffin pay attention. Thing. Yeah.
0: Because he he's, he's explaining Infinity Stones in general. And then he's explaining what this one does. Yeah. And you, you see the power of it. Because yeah. that girl tries to harness its power, and um, it yeah. is cool
1: how the orb like opens up. Yeah, I and think like separates cool. in half. Yeah, and it's cool that we've been to the collectors. You can go to the collectors. Everyone
0: uh, go to Disneyland and go on the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, ride. It's amazing. Mission Breakout.
1: Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. It's the best ride. It's not my favorite like ride in terms of how the actual ride goes, but the story of the ride and the visuals and the sound is the best. That ride because the dropping and up and down is not my favorite. Yeah. The best is like space. Mountain that was my favorite Thunder ride Run, but
0: before Guardians. Because it was Twilight Zone. Yeah. So that's why it was my favorite. Also I just love the sensation of falling like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I do like it, but it does make remember when but, we went last time I i was sick after I did it. I
0: would have done it three more Bo- times. Both so. times
1: we did it twice, and I I had to to like, not do stuff for an hour
0: yeah that's true it was pretty intense <laughs> yeah. um anyway yeah so they they get out of Benecio, ben, benicio 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 <laughs> <laughs> they get out of benicio's oh, it's getting late um and yeah so drax calls ronin to to like to try and entice him to come here yeah ronin's coming here anyway because this is like oh the stones you're gonna go get it um Drax tries fighting Ronan, fails. Yeah. Just like so easily. And then at the same time, Ronan's minions are trying to get the stone from Gamora. Yeah. Um, all this ends with Drax almost dying, and then Gamora is in space without a ship, dying, like freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have gotten the stone from her. And yeah. Peter has to make a choice of leaving her, which seems to be the only choice, or giving her his like life helmet yeah. and rocket's like you can't do that you'll die in seconds and you're like duh he would die in less than seconds because he's a human yeah and then he's he he sacrifices himself for her and he doesn't die and you're really confused when you see this first movie and this isn't answered for a couple years yeah
1: i think yeah. for me i was just like oh okay Whatever. I think
0: it was too, but now seeing the second movie. Yeah,
1: because you find out he's like half God. You're so like, oh, you I go, could oh. care about that. Yeah. Yeah. And you even see his dad outside of a spaceship riding it in the movie. So it makes sense that he'd survive a little bit. Um, yeah. What I, one thing I wanted to point out that I think is pretty cool also about the movie is the people in the movie are less heroic because the universe is so big.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So how, you know, they're like worried about the stone and Rocket's just like, I just want to get paid. Yeah. He's not worried about saving the universe. Yondu's like, I just want the stone because it gives me money. Like everyone's- A lot of it's people are a motivated more, by money. Yeah. And it's a little more like self-interest. Uh, their their self interests mm-hmm. are more important. And I think that has a lot to do with like, they're flying around in ships and they're, they're, it's like, I can't worry about every planet. I'm just going to worry about my little ship and my friends. Hmm. And it's kind of a nice juxtaposition where, as everyone else is like trying to save everybody else, which yeah. is not bad in those movies. It's, it's just, just
0: not altruistic in any way.
1: Yeah, it's like in this movie, it's full of a lot more Han Solos, whereas like the other Marvel movies are a bunch of Luke Skywalkers. You know?
0: Wow. Yeah. Quote that, or yeah. pull quote from this episode.
1: <laughs> um. I also, I don't remember when he says this, but I wrote it down is at some point, Star-Lord says they got my dick message. And I wrote that down (laughs) and that's that's, we're saying. That's
0: before the big battle scene when um, guardians are trying to tell Xandar, like, yeah, we know that we're criminals. We know we've messed up.
1: But Ronan is coming. But Ronan is coming and we want
0: to help you and please team forces with us. And then they do team forces with us. Yeah. And he says, like, they're like... Peter Serafanovich is like, basically, we're here to help you. And, and Peter says to Gamora, they got, they got my, my dick, dick message. message. That's his response to their call <laughs> oh, to yeah, duty. Oh, yeah, because
1: in in the message, he says, like, I know we're dicks or something like that.
0: We're, we're dicks, but we're not a-holes or yeah, something, yeah. something like that. Um, But, yeah, so when Peter is picked up as he's dying with Gamora, he's picked yeah. up by Yondu. And the whole time he's trying to get away from Yondu. Yeah. And you're not totally sure why. Yeah. Then you find out Yondu was the one, like we have said previously. He raised Peter. He's the one who beamed him up. So they're scavengers. Yeah. Which is it sounds like ravagers. Ravagers. Sorry, they're ravagers. And that, and like, without getting too much into it, that's kind of like an organization of people. Yeah. Who ravage things for money
1: again explored more in the second movie yes which is good world building yes we just get a little plant of it here and it works
0: yes and this is when we're introduced to yondu's like i guess power or like ability where he has this like when he well, whistles we, we
1: learned about that a long time ago because he did it to the guy in the who he tried to sell the stone to
0: oh you're right yeah so he has his whistle when he whistles this like it looks like a wand it's an arrow oh duh, an arrow this arrow comes up and it will kill people yeah
1: and he can like whistle which direction it'll go and stuff and it floats and
0: that's just one of those things where it's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen but also and it's activated by his coolest thing yeah
1: his like built-in mohawk thing yeah that's like one of my favorite parts. his nucleo something he there's a name for it oh really yeah because in the well let's quit referencing the second one so much
0: sorry listener Well, um, no,
1: it's part of the series, so I mean, it's yeah, good it's too, very but, tied together. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, so they, P, like Yondu is like within seconds away of just killing Peter for betraying him,
1: but not really because he's he, always of trying to save Peter.
0: And and Yondu is called in this movie more than once that that he's soft, yeah, and he won't kill people, and yeah. he keeps telling people like I'm going to kill him, uh-huh. and this is explored more in the second movie, yeah. Um. So then he doesn't kill Peter in exchange for when once they take care of Ronan and take care of everything. Yondu will end up with the stone. That's yeah. the deal that they make.
1: Yeah. And then, and then the team kind of, they band together. Yeah. It's a classic band together scene.
0: This is the guardian scene. Yeah. It's the guardians of the galaxy. We haven't even talked about the soundtrack that much.
1: I know. Well, it's, it's kind of, it, it just is what it is. It is. You, you yeah. watch the movie and you're like, yeah. This, well, this the- is
0: when we're hoping Anthony is putting it in a little bit, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. If not Anthony,
1: yeah um also i this is just when the movie like the soundtrack is so integral to the movie it's a good 15 to 20 percent of how yes. good the movie is yes so of course that all plays into it but it, it does and that does separate it from all the other movies because it's yes. just like this is a soundtrack movie like baby driver or something where you're like if it had a just a normal score on it it's just not as good yes it's just a movie that's made to have a soundtrack absolutely and and it also is like a character thing because it's Peter is attached to his mom and his mom gave him that music mm-hmm. and the walkman and that's why um uh he he like couldn't leave it in that jail cell and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. it's just beyond that he likes music
1: yeah it's not just there for fun it's not just a, a fun needle drop like in suicide squad where they're just like member m&m and, and they just like, play a stupid yeah song and or you would think like from oh, the early is, 2000s this is
0: what ties him to earth and it's like no this is what ties him to his mom
1: yeah yeah
0: i'm crying already
1: <laughs> and then we have the final sequence which is
0: not that
1: long actually. No,
0: and it's exciting. And I, I said this as we were watching it. It's exciting because because these are all aliens, yeah. They all have these super you know, they all have these abilities that are just like something as nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. So it's just more interesting to watch.
1: hmm Yeah. And the and then Xandar does that cool shield where all the all their um the Nova Corps ships line up and it creates this yellow shield.
0: And it, it, like, molds itself to the ship rather than, yeah. like, creating just a thick It's like a band. weird net. It's
1: like a netting. Net. That's yeah. what it is.
0: So then you see also that Groot, you you really, like, see his powers. So, like, there's this part where Peter, him, Groot, and Drax are, like, fighting a bunch of guys. And then, like, you know, dozens of more guys come down this ramp. And Groot just rams his arm yeah. through, like, ten men. Yeah, And he sw- he's swinging them around in this corridor killing them and his response to that afterwards huge laugh from the martinez family he turns around and And just giggles yeah just like hey dad i did it (laughs) and it's oh my gosh it's so funny
1: you know it's funny we have not we have actually not said that the only thing he says is i am groot (laughs) we haven't mentioned that um
0: groot's actually not saying anything besides that
1: yeah um but we I have a note saying. here that just says cinematography is so good.
0: At so, this part in the movie probably. I think just
1: in general. I was saying well the
0: that. the one scene in particular I think we thought was when um Peter but what so the whole goal is to like get so like Rocket created this bomb slash gun thing and they're like if we fire it at Ronan it will surely kill him. And at this point, Ronan does have the, inf- the the power Infinity Stone, so like they get to the point where Peter has the gun. He shoots the gun, and it's like this bomb thing that goes off at Ronan.
1: Oh yeah, and you're and like it's slow it's motion, and it looks so good. It's just,
0: there's so much texture, and you feel like you can touch it and yeah. feel it. And so like surely they've they've killed him. Of course not, because he has the power Infinity Stone. Yeah, which now bears a lot of weight.
1: Yeah. Um. And also before that, there's just that cool thing where Groot filled up that dark room with the fireflies, and it just feels good to that's, see.
0: That's after.
1: No, he does it He does it when they first break into the Xandar ship, and Drax says like, I can't see anything. Oh, you're right, you're right. And he does that. And that's um,
0: when Drax is like, you are my friend. Yeah. And you and are then, my friend.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then when, when Ronan stands back up, a ship comes flying through, and Rocket's like, ah! <gasps> And he's riding the oh, ship, right. and he smashes into him, and that also visually is just so good and stimulating. Yeah. Then the ship crashes.
0: You know, I think what's interesting because we were talking about that battle scene takes place during daytime. Yeah. But most of what we see, well, I'd say about half of what we see takes it's place in inside ship. the ship. Yeah. So there's so that it looks like it's night.
1: And Nebula's fighting Gamora, and she's like your dis- a disappointing sister. So Nebula's still a, a bad guy. Yes, and it's cool that later we're gonna see that she is not gonna be a bad guy. Anymore.
0: And you you see like Gamora break bones in her, and she and Nebula fixes herself because she is mostly she's like a cyborg. Yeah, she mostly is a robot, so she it is obviously you can tell very painful to her. Yeah, but she can fix herself, right? Which is so cool.
1: Yeah. Um. Then they then they crash and Groot makes that like wooden ball
0: around everyone
1: to protect the guardians and rocket's like, you're going to die. And he's kind of crying and then the fireflies come out yeah, and that, and it's a actually like really moving moment. I, I, I I was tearing up when we watched it this time. I
0: I shed an actual tear watching it It,
1: because he is just sacrificing himself and he's been pretty, even though he's like a bounty hunter, he's, he's like a pretty altruistic being. Yeah. And he just is kind of like, he loves his friends. Yeah. That's enough for him. Yeah. I'm Groot, you know? Yeah. Um, And they crash. And, and Groot then, is gone. And Groot's gone. He's we didn't shattered. Mention- it's so cool, the, the set design, how there's just all those st- twigs everywhere. Yeah. And so Rocket cool.
0: Rocket's sobbing and picking up twigs. Oh, yeah. But we didn't mention before, like, probably the moment they became the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is when Peter was telling his plan, his quarter of a plan, yeah, to everyone, and they were standing in the circle, and they all stand up, right? And Rocket stands up and is like, "Okay, we're all standing up now. Who cares?" Like a bunch of idiots.
1: So that that's like yeah. the
0: moment they become the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So then, so then, Groot sacrifices himself and like dies. Yeah. And then Ronan's still alive throughout all of this because he possesses the Power Stone. Yeah, and he's about to destroy Xandar, completely. and all he has to do
1: is just like set down his rod That's and like it. speak it, and then and then uh, Chris Pratt jumps up and he goes, "Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier," and he starts dancing, and he's like, "Now to you, Gamora," and she doesn't dance, and he's like, "Subtle, I like it," and then he keeps dancing a little bit more, and then the guy's like, "What are you doing?" and he goes, "It's a distraction, dummy." Yeah. And then Rocket he shoots him. He calls him like
0: turd bucket or yeah, something, something like weird that. Yeah,
1: something weird like that. And then he shoots him. They grab the with, stone. With that
0: big gun thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, they grab the stone, which is really visually cool because everything turns purple. Oh, it's so cool. And, and then, they like, all grab hands. come
0: out. Yeah.
1: And then he, he says, he like destroys Ronan.
0: Well, then, then like the, the cool part about that, which comes into Guardians too, Ronan's like, you can't do that, you're a human. How can but you do that and god, not baby. and not be disintegrated? Yeah, don't talk about him being a half god. We haven't even gone to Guardians two. Yeah,
1: we're talking about the whole series, yo. Okay, fine. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> dead
0: air, dead air.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and then they they save the day. Xandar saved. They're all yes. saved. Groot does this dance, and it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's so one...
0: newsflash. Uh, uh, Rocket plants Groot, and Groot comes back.
1: Yeah. I I thought I had read that um, that James Gunn did say that it is like a different version of Groot though it's not like the same exact Groot. Interesting. But it's like a it like a tree. It's like you got a branch and now from you, this the one tree. Yeah, That's not it's the same not tree. like he's the same Groot.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, um, I like that. It's but then you you like so they defeat Ronan and. John Johnsue Riley and Glenn Close, who are part of Xandar, like you have been exonerated of all of your past crimes. Yeah, and we have also replicated your ship.
1: Yeah, and then they go away to. They leave Ain't
0: together. No high oh, oh, but like yeah, so like the the movie, like early on in the movie, you see that the the present that. Peter's mom had given to him as a child, he had right. never opened. Yeah. So at the end of this movie, he finally opens the present and it's volume two, mixtape volume two. Yeah. And the movie ends with him starting the mixtape. Uh huh. And like, how are you not crying at this point? <laughs> Anyone, please.
1: It's great. Yeah. It is, it's a great movie.
0: And and it's like...
1: It's the best so far that we've covered.
0: Yeah, and it's like
1: they're of leaving. the series.
0: Yeah, and it's leaving, and I don't remember if it's Gamora or Rocket or something, but it's like, so what are we going to do? Like, are we going to do something good or are we going to go do something bad? And Peter's like... Or a like, little bit of both. Yeah, and then Peter's like, let's do a little bit of both. Yeah. And you're like, that's the Guardians. Yeah. It's so good.
1: Yeah. um, And... That's the movie, yeah. I don't think I have... I think we really thoroughly covered this I think this we movie. did, too. I'm pretty sure we're, like, well over an hour and a half.
0: Um, You're welcome.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the best one so far. Yeah. Until we get to Guardians 2, I mean. Yeah. And then Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Please, show a friend this week.
0: Please, especially we, we, this one.
1: We want to grow a little bit. Yeah. You know? We want, you know, right now as we're recording this, we got six reviews and that's great. Let's pop that sucker up to 20, huh? We just need you to write a thing or two. Yeah. Anyway, next week is, is it Avengers Age of Ultron? Yes, it's Avengers Age of Ultron. You
0: would know, I would not.
1: We're we're almost done with um phase two and then we're going to announce what our next series is going to be. And it is a doozy, and it's not a doozy like Mad Max, where we were like, "Oh, we're just gonna r- rant and rave for four hours." It's a doozy, like, oh, okay. I don't but know if anyone things, can guess it. It's things that everyone will you I, hear
0: I, it, and you're like, "Of course."
1: Yeah, you'll have seen you'll have seen at least the first two. Everyone yeah. who's listening has seen the first two. Yeah. Um, and also, actually, if you're if you want to know what it is, comment. Uh, re- make a review and guess and and if you want to suggest what one of our future ones should be we're open can, to suggestions you can leave that comment yeah. there as well because um, once we finish phase 3 we don't know what we're going to cover after that so we need to we need maybe some voting or something yeah anyway shut up Mike. but thanks
0: for listening to this and taking this ride with us yep see ya <laughs> bye bye